1: This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom, and I thank you for tuning in today. I've got some, I guess I would call this some odds and ends uh, for you today on the show. A little bit later in the show, I want to work through um, some of the things you should be thinking about at this time of year, if you have some rental houses in your portfolio, some things you uh, may want to be doing right now if you own rentals. For example, this is a great time to be preparing for renewals, right? If you have springtime renewals, and doing walkthroughs at those properties, just what should you be doing when you're at that property? What should you be looking for? Let's let's talk about that. But first and, and, and above all, if you're new to the show, if you are new to real estate investing, I, I really want you to understand the power In buying just one single family rental house just one first of all it's not as hard as you might think if you're if you're doing it right right it's something anyone can do but the benefits the benefits are tremendous especially especially over the long term that that's part of the power of real estate investing in general when you buy and hold flipping not investing that's earned income Right, a lot of the other things out there, not investing, but when you buy and hold, time is on your side, and it's extremely powerful. And I was reminded of this because my wife and I we prepared, uh, we presented and prepared for that presentation at at, at case study here in the Dallas Fort Worth er, uh, area earlier this month. And we talked about a number of things. We talked about the cash flow, for example, that we're making on our portfolio. We've been at this for a dozen years now. It's a six-figure number now. I mean, it's more than I ever made in my in my corporate life that's now but we did not you know we did not get there all all at once right that's part of the the power of time and really we got there by buying one house at a time one at a time and to be honest I didn't really talk about this when we were on stage at the case study we really didn't go all that fast you know I remember we bought our first house end of 2012 I guess it was August bought the second one that year so we we just bought two houses the first year only bought one the next year early in the next year we ran out of capital that happens a lot to a lot of people and then pow bam we bought five in the next year right we learned as part of the education we got at lifestyles unlimited to to open our eyes a bit and look around and find other places to draw some capital that we could deploy into this business so we learned how to look we learned how to tap into additional funds And over time, I'd say on average, right, if I look back from 2012 to 2019, we bought about, I'd say about two and a half houses per year with some fits and starts, obviously, five one year, maybe one here. 2020, by the way, we stopped buying houses and started investing in apartments as passive investors. That's where that shift for, for us began. But here's the thing, by adding just one house at a time, Got to two, got to three pretty quickly, then did five, etc. Over time, we saw those houses add an extra thousand dollars in additional monthly income to our household. And then it was two thousand. And then it very quickly doubled to four thousand, five thousand, and beyond. And think about that right now. If you don't have any houses as rental houses in your portfolio, think about your situation right now. How would that extra thousand dollars or even two thousand dollars a month in passive income? you're not working this is not earned income. you put these houses into place and they're little ATM machines, they're little bank machines they kick off cash every month. How would that help you and your your family? I'll tell you it helped ours. It helped it helped ours. before you know it, you know you're gonna be looking at a wonderful choice because you're adding maybe you do five a year, maybe you're faster than we were. you can be. Right? I think we were a little lazy maybe early on. But before you know it, you're going to be looking at a wonderful choice. You'll find that you are financially free. And you can decide whether you want to retire from that corporate job or not. Financial freedom, by the way, comes when you've matched your monthly household expenses, whether it's 4000 a month or 10000 a month, you've matched that with passive income coming in monthly no matter what you're doing and we do that with our houses as well as apartments and the house that my wife and I presented at case study that's the house that did this very thing for my wife this was house number nine it retired her after three years of membership at, at lifestyles and buying houses just three years we say we say it all the time you'll hear me say it, you'll, you'll hear Del Walmsley the founder of lifestyles say it Al Gordon mike harrison my co-host of this this program we say it all the time retire in five years or less and she did it she did it you can too and if you want to hear about that house i we we just sold it actually we just sold house number nine uh, a few months ago Uh, i talked about that on a a program radio show back in november this was november 17th if you want to go to our website lifestylesunlimited.com Uh, Click on the radio tab. It's archived there. Program's archived there. You can hear the numbers, all that fun stuff. We talked about this at Case Study as well. So if you missed Case Study, we have the radio show for you. What is the power in buying one single-family rental house? Go listen to that show. Now, I do want to talk about it at a a basic level so that you understand, because I have you now. You're listening now. And here's the real power. Aside from time, we talked about time. You put these little bank machines into play. And time really helps you power up from year to year. But at a basic level, what's the key to these single family houses? Oh, we make money multiple ways. We make money five ways. I mentioned, I mentioned, a, I used a term a moment ago doing it right. When we buy right, we're buying distressed assets. Seller or house or both are in a tight situation, right? Something's going on. Something's broken in the house. A lot of things are broken in the house. Uh, seller's broken financially, right? So they're distressed, they sell at a discount. That's buying right. And then we use the right financing. Yes, we use financing, we are not cash buyers. That is part of doing it right, is using other people's money, using leverage. Usually hard money because of the fact that those houses need work. They typically won't qualify at that point for a conventional loan. So we buy it with hard money. It's just a type of private loan. We've talked about this on other shows. Uh, Then we're gonna go in and renovate it. We're gonna fix all those things that are broken. Or could break in the hand, next handful of years, and then we're going to rent it out. A phrase we like to use here is "best product, best price." We go in and renovate everything. That's the best product. We're going to put it on the market at the best price. That doesn't mean necessarily pushing the the rents in that submarket. We may come in a little below. In fact, I'd rather be ten dollars or twenty or even twenty-five under and rent it really fast, than try to get that extra couple of dollars and sit on the market a little longer. At this time of year you may experience that sometimes better to reduce that rent rate so we're going to rent it out and then we're going to refinance into long-term debt because yes now we do qualify for that conventional loan if you can get a fannie mae or freddie mac backed loan on your house you want to do that because that's where you will get the best rates now you may be like i am beyond that not working don't have a w-2 income don't qualify there are a lot of commercial products out there uh, that you can use as well we talked about those on a recent show so we're going to refinance, and then we're going to hold. We're going to use the power of time, right? Inflation saw this recently. These houses are a great inflation hedge because rents trend upward and values trend upward, especially in an inflationary environment. So we're going to hold these, and then we're going to sell, or do a cash out refinance if you're not quite ready to sell. If it's a great asset, maybe you want to hold it a little, little longer. But we're going to tap into that equity. And continue to grow because we want to buy more yeah there's a lot of power in one house but let's think about that cash flow I told you with our portfolio we're we're in the six digits now but when you buy one house right now you're gonna cash flow about two to maybe three hundred dollars a month I've seen higher I've absolutely seen higher depends on the market depends on the product the house Um, But with rates interest rates mortgage rates where they are that's about about average for now So is that going to get you to a thousand or two thousand or even real estate retired? No, you you have to add more right, but we do have cash flow Very important. It has to cash flow. That's one of the ways out of five that we make money on these houses Then we have equity capture. We're buying right buying at a discount creating huge equity gains At the front when I was buying That equity gain was not very big you know, the house we looked at at the case study, it was about 20%, 25%. Meaning if I put 10000 in, I got an additional 2500 on top. Nowadays, we're seeing 100% gains in the first couple of months or more. 100%, I've seen 200%. There's a lot of equity in the market right now that you can get because you're buying at a discount. Then over time, again, here's where time comes in. We have equity buildup because the resident pays down that mortgage on our behalf. I'm not paying it. They are. And we see appreciation. Four of the five ways. The fifth, of course, we do have and enjoy a lot of tax advantages in real estate. So why would you, why would you buy just one? Well, you got to start with one. That's going to unlock, that first one is going to unlock the process for you. And then you'll realize, you'll see how to now go out and do house number two, three, four, right? For us, house number nine is the one that set my wife free of corporate life. You do it on one house, you enjoy those five ways we make money, and then you go and you do it again and again. Now, you don't have just one house cash flowing, but two, three, four, ten, twenty, maybe more. Not just one house, building equity, but many, many more. And that's the key. Once you've done this once, you you, you see, like I said earlier, it's not hard. It really isn't. It's, it's easy. It's a repeatable process. You do it once, and it's easy, and it gets even easier to do it again and again and again but if you're new you're not sure where to start and i would tell you you need to get an education and that's what we do at lifestyles unlimited we're an education and mentoring group it's where i got started 12 years ago had zero background in real estate investing my wife had zero background most members that i've talked to at uh lifestyles unlimited over the decade plus no background in 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 investing that's where we help you that's what we do And there are a variety of different ways that you can attain that education. There's a lot of online coursework. I was just looking, in fact, at the schedule. For the coming month, there are a lot of lunch and learn sessions. There's one on the 1031 exchange coming up. Good way to defer taxes when you sell. I'm not going to go into the details here. That's a lunch and learn hour, hour of my time. And i got to jump back over to the calendar here. There's one that really caught my eye. Here we go. It's a lunch and learn, middle of the month, identifying fraudulent applicants. I self-manage my properties. I go out and I find the residents when I have to release the house, which I had very few, uh, 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 leave the property last year. Just one. That's the house I sold. But if I do have to go and find a new resident, boy, you want to know how to find the good resident. And in this case, identify fraudulent applicants. They're out there. They're out there. Um, so a lot of ways to find that education case studies, like I talked about, um, big favorite of mine are the single family and multi-family road trips where we actually go out to a property that's somewhere in the process of just bought, maybe in the middle of the renovations, maybe at the end, learn about the numbers, the owner presents, a lot of detail. They really share their books with us and other local events. You know, if you saw, again, I'm looking at the calendar now, if you saw our calendar of events, you would be surprised. There is a lot going on, a lot that you can avail yourself of. And I want to tell you about one thing that I just recently uh, attended. I, normally I go out, I, I drive places, right? I'm, I'm in North Texas, I'm in Dallas, I'll go out to the single-family road trip. Maybe it's down in Oak Cliff or over in Mesquite or over in Greenville, somewhere around here. I'll drive out to the single-family road trip, I'll go to the multi-family road trip. I've driven down to Austin, like I want to go to case study here in other markets, meet other people. Down to San Antonio, did the single-family road trip down there. Gone to Houston for the Wealth and Passive Income Expo. I've never taken an airplane to a real estate event, though. Until this past uh, past week, I flew to Jacksonville, Florida. And what was going on in Jacksonville? I'd never been to Jacksonville. Had no other reason to go there. Uh, it was a great place. I enjoyed the visit. But uh, Lifestyles Unlimited was hosting what was called the Southeast Summit. And just another opportunity for education and, more importantly, perhaps networking. The focus... Right, Lifestyles Unlimited is over 30 years old, founded by Del Walmsley in Houston. I think it's now 34 years ago. Grown up in Texas, big membership base in Texas. We do a lot in these markets, but we're now national in scope. So the focus there was on Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and yes, Florida. Okay, I'm going to share a little bit when we come back from the break on what I learned, again, why I went talk a little bit about our case study, and then I want to get into the things you can be doing and thinking about right now if you own rental houses already.
0: Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. What is Dale Wamsley, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, up to in today's market? I'm out there right now looking and buying everything I could get my hands on for a better deal. A better deal than what I could get it for a week before. And I'll just keep buying. I did that back in 2008. I bought a property that was worth $35,000 a door. I bought it for $26,000 a door. Next month or so, I bought the same age property and I bought it for like $19,000 a door. But by buying at 26 when they were getting killed from 35 down to 26, buying at 26, let the broker know I was a buyer in a downward spiraling market. And so from that point on, I bought three or four more. I can't remember exactly. I I think it was four more I bought from there. And the brokers were just bringing them to me. go, look, you seem to be the only guy buying right now. Are you ready to take advantage of the wave of opportunity coming to those who know what they're doing? Join us for the free online workshop at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your
1: host, Andy Webb. I thank you for tuning in today. Again, if you have any questions, shoot those my way. Send those to askandy at luc.com My wife and I had the opportunity to present at a recent case study here in North Texas. And I hope we helped inspire a few people. In, in the audience, I did get to talk to a few afterwards. It sounds like they were ready to move. Um, we talked about single family. There's a couple on the stage, uh, Chuck and Melissa, they talked about their apartment investments. By the way, they were in Jacksonville. By the way, I got to sit and talk with them at length. Very, very, very helpful for me. But thinking about our case study, I'm not going to go into this, we, we did this already. Um, but a couple of highlights, I already mentioned the cash flow, six figures annually. This this is not only what retired my wife three years into our investing track, but also allowed me to leave corporate America just a couple of years ago. It's the cash flow. But on the stage, we didn't really talk about the equity buildup. It's interesting because we have residents in place. We've had them in place for a while. And they're paying, I mentioned this, they're paying down that mortgage for us. I looked after the fact, I was like, what? What was my equity pay down last year? How much of my mortgages did people pay off for me in 2023? It was over $40,000. Just people paying down the mortgage. That's wealth. That's equity buildup. Pretty fascinating. Talked a little bit on the stage about unlocking that equity now through some coming sales as well as cash out refis. You want to learn how you can tap into that equity. The goal is not to pay down those mortgages. I've talked to people. They say, wow, I bet you're close to having those mortgages paid off. No, that is not the goal. We want to tap into that equity so we can continue to grow. And if you do that in a more timely manner, you can grow faster. You can go farther faster. I mentioned that I tracked ahead of case study um, the time I spent on my portfolio in the course of a month, and it worked out to about, on average, about a, an hour and a half a week. What is that? It's a little bit of email here and there. I had to add a, I had to add a pet, uh, a pet addendum to a lease. Somebody got a dog. Okay. Charged them a a non-refundable pet fee, added pet rent, so it's worth my time. If you're working in your business, you may spend more time. If you're working on your business, you may spend less time in the long run. Interesting thing I tracked as well alongside my time spent, quote, in the business, was how much time was I spending, let's say, on the business? Quite a lot more. And I counted in that number, uh, time going out to things like the case study or that Southeast Summit, In Jacksonville this is what builds up our network this is what builds up our education this is what builds up our processes so that we don't have to work in the business quite so much now because I do work in my business that hour and a half per week that is going to increase a bit here in the near term why is that that's the seasonality the seasonality of the business if you think about a rental house typically you're signing a 12-month lease that's what we do and we like our lease terms to end in the spring season well we're about to head into our renewal season so there are a few things that I like to do at this time of year we're a couple months into the new year like I said I self manage so I do take these on myself so let's talk about this let's think about if you own a rental house or five or ten or however many um, two months into the new year what should you be working on this assumes of course that your leases like mine are coming up for renewal soon my My period tends to run from April to June. I've got a couple of outliers um, but that's when the most of my Leases renew and depending on your lease terms, you may have to start this process sooner or later years and years and years ago uh, You would have in your lease uh, it would be written into your lease that you had that the resident had to give you a 30-day notice if they're gonna move out That number has crept up over time. I've seen 45 days uh, notice requirement. More commonly now, it's 60 days. That's a lot of notice. That's a lot of time for you, the owner, to prepare. If they say, Yeah, we don't want to renew. Well, now what are you going to do? Are you going to sell? Are you going to uh, try to release it? What's your plan? You've got six, 60 days, two months to figure that out. Good thing. But that also means I need to start thinking about my renewals 60 days beforehand. So if they're up at the end of April, well, that's now. That's now. So what do you do? Well, you're going to want to start gathering information on recent lease comps. Well, we did this whole thing a year ago. What's happened to rents in that sub-market? What's happened more recently? Right? How have houses in the area been renting? How have those houses that have rented at price X, price Y, price Z, how have they looked? How do mine compare? So I need to get a hold of some lease comps so I can figure that out. So that when we get to that time, and I'm going to give my residents time to process my renewal offer, accept or decline. Like I said, all but one last year said, yeah, we're sticking around. We're sticking around. It's hard to find a, a replacement rental out there for a good price these days. Best product, best price. Not only gets you those residents, but helps helps keep them around. So what can my house lease for next year, this year? And how much can I or, or do I want to increase the rent? We're going to use lease comps. And if you, don't have an ac- if you don't have access to that, there are lots of products out there that you can subscribe to. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we have an in-house product called Quest. Uh, I might go to a realtor that I, that I use. If I've used a leasing agent in the past, they're more than happy to give me those comparables. I have some that are uh, farther away from Dallas. I don't go down to those. You know. I, I have help for those. So I'll reach out to that local realtor say, hey, what's, what's it looking like? And then we make the offer. And what does a lease renewal form now if they say, yeah, we want to stick around? What's that look like? Well, I am not an attorney. You do need to speak with your attorney or with your leasing agent if you're using one, your realtor. Um, here in Texas, typically there's a one-page form that a realtor is going to use that extends the lease term dates and addresses that new rent amount. And you'll want to talk with your resident, see if there's anything else you need to change. For example... Emer- uh, we'll call it emergency contact. It's not really an emergency contact But who's that contact in case all the adults in the house pass away? Who do I need to talk to? Who gets the security deposit who gets that stuff? Right. Who is that con- that changes and If your residents have children keep an eye on this. I've had children age into The age of majority meaning 18 or older where they can sign a contract. I now need them on my lease And I've had the other thing happen uh, I actually just met with a resident yesterday and her older daughter's now away at college, right? That person needs to come off the lease. Another resident said, yeah, our cousin moved back to wherever. I need to pull that person off the lease, right? So check for any changes. And, you know, coming to the, the renewal form, in fact, if you talk to any mentor at Lifestyles Unlimited, they're gonna tell you, don't use that one page. I believe they recommend using the full lease form. And sometimes you absolutely want to do this, at least in the state of Texas, every couple of years, something changes. In the state property code and that is addressed in the various Texas Apartment Association leases or Texas Association of Realtor leases, etc. So that gives you reasons to go ahead and up re up and reuse that 16 page or 20 page whatever it is lease So think about that and as part of this whole process and this is where my time component will go up a little bit As part of this uh, lease renewal offer before before I extend that offer in fact I want to get eyes on that property I want to make sure that I'm happy with how those residents are keeping my property now in Dallas Fort Worth I do this myself and then my my houses are pretty far flung we're in multiple counties around town but going back to that southeast summit what if I do buy a house in East Tennessee or in Georgia or in one of the Carolinas am I gonna be driving out there no no and in fact I've had the same conversation here locally that I would have in that situation, if I invest farther afield, I've talked with my, my trusted handyman here in the area, sent him a lot of business, you know, here and there, I would have him go out. If I've got a handyman in, in Georgia, have that person go out. He can do all the things I do, get those pictures that I need, spot, you know, look for the repairs that are needed, and even better, well, he's there. Empower that person to go ahead, up to a certain budget amount, do those repairs, right, on site saves everybody time but at the moment I do do that walk through myself so let's talk about of uh, the walkthrough okay quarterly is ideal some people do it ha- every half year some people do it annually if you're not doing it annually you're missing something here and it need not take greater than an hour right it depends depends on how chatty right how chatty am I with that resident and and I do like to spend time talking with them asking about the pets to the kids etc it keeps a good rapport keeps a good rapport But aside from that, it's a standard process, same checklist for every property. You should standardize this so you don't miss or forget anything or do something on property A that you didn't do on property B or C. And by the way, you should already be thinking ahead, at least here in Texas, thinking ahead to the property tax protest season. I want to start to get evidence now, pictures now, of anything that I can remotely use to sell my story to the appraisal district that there's a deficiency there are problems in the property you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna sell this as best i can Now our properties are in good shape so sometimes it's a little hard to do but i'm going to find anything i can to build that story i'm going to get pictures this is the time to do it and as far as the process i always start inside because i guarantee you when i'm outside i'm going to get dirty i don't want to make a mess in my residence house i'm going to look at the general cleanliness of the house Look for unreported repair items. They, they tell me, well, I didn't want to bother you. Well, I want you to bother me. If there's something leaking, I need to fix it. Right? Look for signs of foundation movement or plumbing leaks. These things don't happen all the time. Right? Don't get scared by this list I'm giving you. These are just things to look out for. You know, I like to open up every sink. And by the way, some people like to cram so much stuff under that sink that could lead to one of the uh, pipes, uh, sewer pipes uh, getting getting disjointed. I like to have that conversation. Hey, you need to keep an eye on this. Keep it a little clean. Look at ceilings, walls, joint, you know, looking for sheetrock uh, cracks. Check doors. Are they latching properly? If not, have the handyman come out and fix those. Check those faucets. I always have a Phillips screwdriver with me to tighten any any of those screws I, that I can do very quickly. Right? Run the ceiling fans. Check the lights. Check the AC filter. Right? Inside. Outside. Same thing. Looking for cracks. Looking for foundation movement. I Personally like to get up on the roof not saying you have to do that trees need trimming doing okay Is it trimming? I need to do because it's a bigger ticket item or is it close to the roof? That's the residents responsibility, right? Check the hose bibs Operate the garage door all kinds of things, but you need to have a checklist Do it consistently take good notes take good pictures send it over to the handyman or whoever's gonna do those repairs And aside from that, you know a couple screws. I might turn here and there we hand it all off to someone else And by the way, to that notion of live where you want, invest where it makes sense, investing farther afield. You can hire companies to do this, your handyman can do this. There are ways to operate remotely. Right? Then you're not working in your business, you're working on your business, and that time component that for me at least seasonally goes up a little bit, doesn't go up for you at all. Allows you to live where you want, invest where it makes sense, and do the things that we talked about, buy that first house get that cash flow, get that equity. Buy the second, the fifth, the tenth. Maybe move into apartments. You choose the path. We'll help you find that path at Lifestyles Unlimited. Check out our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.